Big D Entertainment, in association with Dipsy Doodle Productions, presents the Dave Holly Hour. Brought to you by the Sky Lounge and Tea, XL Chiropractic, Quality Nails, Ale Hop Brewery Tours, and Jesse Moffat Entertainment. The Dave Holly Hour features Sioux Empire Arts and Entertainment Conversations and has been recognized by the Sioux Falls Stage Awards with a special distinction for promoting the arts. A true lover of arts, entertainment, good food, and fun times, including an occasional Jack Daniels. Okay, so a few Jack Daniels. Here he is, Dave Holly. Welcome one and all, and the all is getting bigger. Each week, we bring you great conversations about Sioux Empire Arts and Entertainment, and each week, this little podcast continues to grow. Thank you. Perhaps you heard the news. Premier Playhouse Executive Director Robin Byrne has handed in his resignation and is moving back to Jolly Old England, but he's leaving the door open for a few things, maybe a few projects here and there with Premier, and he's uh, coming up in just a few minutes to tell us all about that. Then later in the show, we introduce you to one of the cast members of Old Town Dinner Theaters, Caught in the Net, Samantha Hendricks is going to be telling us how it is to get back on stage this past year after a 13-year hiatus to start a family. Time to grab your favorite beverage, lift it high, and toast it to being Thursday, a.k.a. Weekend Eve. Hey, the weekend isn't around the corner, it's here! So long, hump day in your frumpy way. We say hello to Thursdays with opening nights. The weekend is near and we can see the bright lights. Yes, Thursday, you're so hearty. We can't wait for Friday. So a day early, we start the party. Oh, lift them high. Depending upon the time of day that you do toast. Because you might be having your toast. Then you might be having orange juice or milk or coffee is dependent upon what you toast with. But you know what it is for me? Mm-hmm. Jasper Newton. Jack Daniels Diet Coke with a lime, and oh, it tastes so good. And our Weekend Eve toast goes to running into somebody you haven't seen in a while. Even if you only have a couple of minutes and the chance to say hello, ask how everybody is, and of course say, you know, we need to catch up sometime. Even if you don't get that chance to catch up later, but try to make it a point to do so. But regardless, to all the times that you just run into somebody and go, Hey, great to see you. That's always a nice thing, isn't it? The Weekend Eve Toast has been brought to you by Ale Hop Brewery Tours. People are talking about how great it is using Ale Hop. On their Facebook page, here's what Tina had to say. Super fun and convenient. You can go out, have a good time with friends, and not have to worry about driving home. Best of all, it supports our locals. Ooh, I like that part of it, that's for sure. No matter what brewery in Sioux Falls is your favorite, Ale Hop Brewery Tours lets you and your friends choose any or all of the local breweries, plus a distillery. Book your private tours online at alehopbrewerytours.com. That's alehopbrewerytours.com. If you're already out and about on the weekend, though, you can hop on one of their public tours. For more info about those, call 605-777-2183. That is 605-777-2183. 
Ale Hop Brewery Tours, where micro fans meet micro brews. Oh, you know me and my honorable mentions. I always like to find something that's given me a smile throughout the week. Oh, and it was a local business, a very hardworking local business that did so this week. I'm a big supporter of local, as you know. Well, the other day, I had this uh, situation. I have a, uh, well, you know, one of the gigs I'm doing right now is I'm doing trivia out at Chasers every week. There's a nice bag. It's the perfect length for this one particular speaker stand as well as a microphone stand that they can both fit in it. And it has a little zipper up at the top. Well, I must have gotten a little rough and rowdy one time along the way, and uh, the zipper broke. So I took it in on Monday because that's my day off from my regular 40-hour-a-week job. And I needed it Tuesday night. And so I said, you know, can you do an emergency job here quick? And first of all, he talked me out of doing something really expensive. And instead, just fixed the zipper and sewed it up nice and strong. And uh, I said, well, you know, can I have it by 5 o'clock on Tuesday? He says, we'll see what we can do. I got a voicemail like at 9.30 on Tuesday morning that it was ready. So perfect timing. So thank you, thank you, thank you so much. John's Shoe Repair. You go over there when you need a shoe fixed, you need a bag fixed, you need that zipper put back on. Yeah. Good people there. A good, no, a great local business. All right, coming up later, actor Samantha Hendricks. But up next, Premier Playhouse Executive Director Robin Byrne on the Dave Holly Hour. Sure, they have darts, and you've heard me talk about how ruggedly handsome the trivia host is, but all caps fun never stops at the Sky Lounge and Tea. And fun is best had with your friends enjoying live entertainment, as in live and local. Yeah, the Sky Lounge believes in giving you the best bands, solo artists, and comedians from the area. The Neo Johnsons, Elizabeth Hunstead, Skylar Volks, as well as many others. And a great staff will make sure you enjoy your fun at the Sky Lounge in T South Dakota. Dr. Perry Langston and Dr. Corey Tooney know excellence is in you. That's why they provide you with excellent care at XL Chiropractic, improving your overall health in spirit, body, mind, and will. Get results the natural way. Arrange a consultation, 605-332-9235 or xlchiros.com. Excellent care for excellent people. XL Chiropractic, located at 4309 South Racket Drive in Sioux Falls. Support the Dave Holly Hour in a very easy way. Buy Dave a cup of coffee by clicking the cup in the lower left corner of www.davehollyhour.com. Welcome back, everybody. Always a pleasure, that is for sure. And it's been such a pleasure to get to know this man over the past couple of years. He was interview guest number one. And uh, he also came back then for the uh, first anniversary. He's been on a few other times. This might be the last time we hear from him, regrettably, though. Robin Byrne, what is going on? <laughs> well, yes, the news is out. Um, we've done a press release and informed the public. Um, I handed in my resignation uh, last week. And uh, I'm going to see out the season until the end of June. 
And then I fly back to England and I'm relocating back there. Um, when I say permanently, I'm, I'm very much hoping that um, the Premier Playhouse might uh, contract with me to do... Uh, to direct a show mm -hmm. once a year, once every couple of years, so I get to come back here for a couple of months at a time. Um, but my theatrical future lies in the UK at the moment. Okay. Uh, Not surprising. You know, it's one of those that uh, I, I read the press release that came out, I, I saw the headline in the email, and I gasped. I said, oh! <laughs> and then I read it. And, you know, it, it's not uh, obviously, you know, something that anybody should be surprised at, but still taken aback by the fact that uh, you, you've made Sioux Falls such a part of your um, stage abilities in terms of an executive director for a theater company and still an artistic director. And yeah. so I, I hope that, uh, yes, that uh, the Premier Playhouse will follow through in that regard. What was the final straw that made you say, it's time to go back? It's Well, it's family. Yeah. Ultimately, um, you know, I a lot of my close friends know we went through a very personal right. tragedy my wife and I losing a child um, last year and uh, all my family are over in England um, my stepsons my daughters and I think they need me there and mm -hmm. I think I need them even more right yeah understandable yeah. well yeah. you definitely will be missed there's no doubt about that uh, and uh, like I said I've, I've enjoyed becoming a friend of yours and yeah. it's been such a pleasure to get to know you, but yeah. it's not the end. I have a feeling we'll see you back from time well, to time. It's, it's but certainly not the end of my <laughs> theatrical life. <laughs> I've, uh, I've already sort of made plans over in England, and uh, I do expect to be signing with a London casting agent mm -hmm. who I've started uh, talks with, who happens to also be my daughter's casting agent. Yeah. So, yeah. And she's had a pretty good year. She has. She's just started the final tour of her, the final UK tour of her one-woman show, Pricks, that's been incredibly successful for her. Um, so, and, and uh, I went over there in October to film the short film of Pricks that... Uh, is hopefully going to be released at the Toronto Film Festival later this year um, and uh, hopefully released on Netflix yeah. after that. So, yeah. Well, we look forward to it, no doubt well, about that. Yeah. Uh, and then she just won an award for an advertisement, correct, for a charity? Uh, well, it, yeah, it, no, it wasn't an advertisement. It was a short a film. A short film, okay. And it was the Charity Film Awards at the uh, Odeon in Leicester Square in London where they, they do all the big award ceremonies and premieres etc and she did a very short film because she's type 1 diabetic mm -hmm. um, she did a very short film about the discovery of insulin a um, hundred years ago uh, where she actually played she was the only person in the movie but she played a uh, Dr. Frederick Banting who is male yeah. <laughs> and uh, she just spoke direct to camera quoting his diary really about children waking up from their comas what the first time they were injected with insulin and uh, and she won the award it was the people's choice um, you know best film award yeah yeah well I, I think we need to give you a, a best executive director award before <laughs> uh, you leave I'm, I'm gonna make it happen you know and the other thing I, I was thinking about this since you are from England 
uh, and they have knighthood over there and so forth. <laughs> if I can ever find out who we actually have as king and queen of the Sioux Empire, <laughs> I'm going to ask them to knight you. Well, thank you very much. Because <laughs> you yeah. deserve it. You have done such a, a stand-up job with our community theater, taking it from Sioux uh, Empire Community Theater to Premier Playhouse. And I know you've had a lot of help along the way. But well, that's what I wanted to, yeah. I, was trying, I was going to interrupt you then. So, yeah, I, I, I appreciate what you said, but I, uh, I had a lot of help from a lot of good people, not least Rick Wyland, mm -hmm. who, um, as president of the board of directors at uh, the Premier Playhouse, has been a, a, a key figure in the recovery uh, in fact, the first year of recovery, let's call it, sort of uh, three or four seasons ago, um, you know, I think if it wasn't for Rick going out and talking to businesses that we owed money to and getting a stay of execution or a forgiveness mm -hmm. or whatever, we probably wouldn't be here today. So it's not all down to me by, by any means mm -hmm. at all. There's a lot of people did a lot of good work to make it happen. There's no doubt about yeah. that, yeah. yeah. All right, and uh, like you said, you're, you're here through the end of the season yet. Yeah. And there's a lot going on. Oh, man. Uh, so first yeah. of all, we have Cabaret uh, coming up very soon. Yeah, we open on the 12th of May. Um, we are uh, in rehearsal for that. We have um, a great young guy directing it called Oliver Mays, who's a graduate uh, from USD and has, for the last few years, has been freelancing as a director. So we actually brought him back to the region from Portland, Oregon. Mm -hmm. um, Strong uh, community out there for theater too. Yeah, and he's doing a great job directing this show, but the big news is I've offered him a contract and he's accepted it, and he's gonna come on board as associate artistic director and uh, take responsibility for uh, many aspects of the productions that we do. Um, so, uh, you know, we, our, our team is changing quite a bit at the moment, uh, and we've lost some really great people um, recently. But, but in I good ways. But in good ways, right, yeah. Right, going on to big things. Yeah, people find, you know, and that's what happens, you know. You, when, when you raise the bar and you raise the standards and you, and you try to, you know, play in the division above the one that you're in at the moment, you, you know, the guys in those upper divisions start buying your players, don't they? Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and that's what's happened. But I've been able to find some some good players uh, to replace them who will do a great job. Yeah. All right. Uh, so Cabaret, uh, again, coming up uh, very soon, opening on May 12th. I yeah. uh, have opening night tickets. It's my favorite night. I always love opening it's, night. You know, it's such a great show, Cabaret. Um, and, you know, a lot of people, they... they, they they might have seen the the uh, the movie Cabaret mm -hmm. with uh, Joel Gray, Joel and Gray, Liza. yeah, and Liza Minnelli, and because uh, the movie wasn't like the the way the musical was originally written, and the, you know, it's set against a backdrop of the the rise of the the Third Reich and the, the Weimar, and uh, you know, nineteen thirties Berlin in some ways was a really wild place to be with some very decadent avant-garde nightlife where you know lgbt boundaries you know were, were pushed quite a bit etc before and anybody the, even knew what those were yeah, yeah and there was um a lot of underground um cabaret 
going on. Um, but then, of course, you had that political undercurrent of there's really something nasty just around mm -hmm. the corner. And I think the original um, production uh, communicates that better than the movie did. And then, of course, the original production got revamped and we're doing that revamped version of it and we're trying to keep it authentic uh, to that 1930s Berlin cabaret club style. Uh, it's got a lot of burlesque um, attributes to it. Uh, we've got an incredibly good cast. We, you know, we, we've been able to attract some new blood this time one or two people that haven't been part of our productions before that i i think i'll uh, really take the breath away of some of our audience members and i'd really love to see um you know the, the sioux falls public uh if you've never been to the orpheum if you've never bought a ticket for the the premier playhouse or the community theater productions now is the time to see what all the noise is about because we we're doing productions that I think rival uh, any professional theatre from a production quality, from an acting quality. I mean, we're not professionals, um, but we strive for that sort of quality level. And some of our uh, performers, I think, could hold their own in any professional Very much so. company. Yeah, and I always, have, I've always had this um, opinion, and I might have shared it with you on a previous show, uh, Dave. Where I think every community, you know, um, has movie stars. When you think of all these A-list movie stars, at one time they were just people in a community <laughs> somewhere. True. And they got discovered. They got a lucky break or whatever. And like I say, I think Sioux Falls has got A-list movie stars walking around. Just they've never been discovered yet. And some of them occasionally find their way onto our stage. And, you know, and wow the audience with great performances. And Cabaret is not going to be any exception. It's going to be a terrific show. All right. We'll look forward to that. Now, in the meantime, a very special project that we've... Uh, talked about in the past but very briefly yeah. just saying that it was upcoming but the penguin project oh yeah this is awesome the, i love the the concept behind it and i love the fact that it's moving forward yeah it's finally moving forward because we were ready to do it last year and then covid hit and when when you when the people hear what this is all about they'll understand why covid was such a big problem because uh the penguin project is uh, a nationwide project and we are chapter 39 uh, in the country uh, of theatres who host this and every year we will be taking uh, a group of all ability artists so that's children with disabilities children without disabilities and when I say children um, it's really not just children it's 10 years old to 25 years old and we're going to put on, this year, we're going to put on Annie. And the idea is that uh, we partner the uh, disabled kids with the non-disabled kids. And uh, they work together on the production. And uh, the 
non-disabled kids kind of work like mentors. Everybody ends up in the production, mm -hmm. but all the key roles, all the speaking parts go to the kids with disabilities. And it's, it's fantastic for them to get that opportunity. It's heartwarming to see it happen. But it's also a, a, an enormous lesson in, in humanity, I think, for the kids who don't have disabilities to come along and give willingly without expecting anything in return. Being in the production, but stepping back into the, into the ensemble or whatever to let the spotlight shine on their partners. And we weren't able to do that last year because, as you know, um, with you know a lot of the disabilities that that kids have, it makes them very susceptible. Autoimmune. To uh, yeah. yeah, so we we just had to abandon it last year, and and I think this year we are now recruiting our artists. We we want these all ability kids to uh, to sign up with us, and there might be a little bit of reluctance to do that. Uh, you know, because of what we've just been talking about, the mm -hmm. uh, you know, we're not out of the woods uh, completely with with COVID. Uh, although life seems to be returning to something that's uh, somewhat normal, there are still people getting infected uh, with COVID, and uh, you know, we we want our uh, recruits to the Penguin Project to Annie. Um, to know that you know we we are going to be taking whatever precautions right. are necessary to to keep it as safe as you as you possibly can, um, but we need volunteers. We need volunteer actors. Uh, we need volunteer mentors. We need volunteer, you know, backstage people. And uh, it's going to be a fun, fun thing. We're gonna we're gonna work on it gently. Is I think the best way to do it. None of the rehearsals are going to be longer than about an hour and a quarter. Okay. Uh, initially, the rehearsals will be more social, and there'll be you know music from the show playing to familiarise people with it. We'll be identifying who might be best in certain roles, etc. And then gradually, we'll, uh, we'll we'll pick up the pace. But even when we do pick up the pace, we'll still keep those rehearsals to about an hour and a quarter. So, uh, although we might ask people for a, a time commitment that, um, you know, keeps them busy uh, several times a week, it'll only be for a short period of time each, each time they, they turn up. So if you are interested in being um, an actor, an artist in a production this summer in August, uh, where we take to the main stage at the Orpheum, um, of Annie and uh, doesn't matter whether you're a, a, a disabled individual or a, a non-disabled individual you know if you fall into that 10 to 25 years bracket we want you to we want you to go to our website today or the day that you're listening to this uh, podcast and uh there goes my phone, which I didn't turn off. <laughs> That's all right. <laughs> and, and go they to can the wait. <laughs> <laughs> go to the podcast, uh, go to the website, and sign up and register uh, to, to to be involved in the in the program. 
All right, yeah. so you got the Penguin Project. We've got yeah. Cabaret. Yeah. Uh, we also happen to have some camps coming up during the summer, correct? We do, yeah. Our education department, headed up by Alex Wyland, mm -hmm. um, is really working hard to pull things together. And you know, I should give a shout-out as well to, to Tammy Haverly, who's on our board of directors and also works at Lifescape, for getting heavily involved um, with the education team as well. So... Um, we're going to be giving some um, uh, summer camp, uh, well, uh, yeah, not necessarily summer camp, maybe winter camp <laughs> opportunities, right? Uh, but definitely camp opportunities. And we're also going to be uh, providing classes um, and workshops uh, that anyone can, can sign up for. The camps in particular, um, you know, parents love to know, uh, what's the details of those? Uh, uh, <laughs> Do we, they get lunch? Do they get a snack? Yeah, <laughs> well, all I'll say is I'll give you the names of the camps and whatever, but all of the details about when and when they are and, and what they cost and what are, are all on our website under the education pull-down menu. But we've, we've got uh, Mary Poppins Jr. coming up, which um, is proving to be extremely popular. Uh, and th those numbers are filling up fast. Uh, and we do have one or two um, scholarship places. You know, So if you would like your child to be on one of these camps um, you know, uh, and you're feeling you know, financially it might be a little bit difficult, just fill out the scholarship application and we might be able to accommodate you. Yeah? Excellent. So we've got Mary Poppins Jr., uh, we've got one that we had to postpone from earlier on called the Imagining Fields. And I, I really like this one for two reasons. Num reason number one, the Imagining Fields is, a, is a, a children's book written by local author uh, Mo Hurley, yep. who's also so, one of our actresses. Yeah. <laughs> and a very talented lady she is you know, uh, as an author and as an actress. And what we're going to do is we're going to take this book, The Imagining Field, and the kids will translate it into a performance. So they'll, we'll take it from the from the page to the stage, if you like, um, and uh, and that should be a really creative, uh, fun camp for for kids uh, to attend. Uh, of course, we've got the we've got the Penguin Project. And uh, I've forgotten what I told you the other one was earlier on, uh, Dave. Um, but it will come back, it'll jump into this old mind of mine, no <laughs> doubt, be before we finish this interview. Uh, well, you know, I was talking with somebody at lunch and I uh, said, boy, you know, just I suppose it's time that he, I've remembered. He okay, see, it didn't <laughs> even take that long. And, and that person said, well, he is getting close to 70. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I am. I, I had my 69th birthday when I was in England. Uh, yeah, but the, the other camp, which uh, uh, escaped me for a moment, that was Winnie the Pooh. Oh, yes, that's yeah. right. Yeah, so uh, we've got a lot of fun things uh, for... Uh, for for the youth of Sioux Falls to to get involved in uh, in the near future, and we've got a lot of fun things for anyone to get involved in through our education department, uh, whether it be a you know a class or a workshop or whatever. So all you got to do is go to the website, look at the education section, and see what's there and see what you want to sign up for. Yeah. All right, and uh, so uh, as you get to the end of your 
tenure as yeah. uh, the executive director of uh, what started off as Sioux Empire Community Theater, SECT, and now Premier Playhouse. Yeah. What are the things you're going to miss? Oh, gosh, where do I even begin with that question? You know, it, was, it wasn't an easy decision for me to to decide to move back, um, you know, in, in the sense that although, you know, family is of ultimate importance, I have a really great theatre family here and a, and a, a social circle that, mm -hmm. that of people that aren't theatre people as well, but they're just really good friends. So, I mean, that's clearly the first thing I'm going to miss is the the friendship, the camaraderie. Um, yeah, I love Sioux Falls. It's I, you know <laughs> you can't rule me out <laughs> <laughs> because I've left Sioux Falls twice before mm -hmm. and came back. I, I left in 2011 and went to live in Seattle for a year, um, and then that dragged me back over into England and then I ended up back in Sioux Falls again. Um, and then in 2016, I got asked by one of my business clients for the, for the business I was running then, which I gave up running to, to run the theater. Uh, they asked me over to run a big law firm in England. So in 2016, I moved to England to run a law firm 2017 I was back in Sioux Falls <laughs> I did not like running a law firm um, but I, I, I love the theatre I love uh, I, I love meeting the audiences when they come in in mm -hmm. the evenings um, I love getting up and doing the the welcome speech mm -hmm. before the show and, and having a little joke with the audience and uh, just seeing smiles on people's faces my, my favorite thing you said uh, in one of your intros was uh, during lombardi uh, about uh, a cast member uh, falling through it's <laughs> falling okay. through the floor yeah it's okay he was only going through a stage <laughs> <laughs> that's right yeah. oh man yeah my my you know like many other men i have a reputation with my kids for dad jokes uh, okay I sometimes share them with the public <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I'm assuming that uh, you'll still uh, be, you know, having a, a beverage and, and a cigar from time to time, though. Oh, yes. I mean, um, I regularly, when I say a beverage, I tend to drink Diet Coke. Mm -hmm. Occasionally, I might have a, a Moscow Mule or an Old Fashioned, but 80%, 90% of the time, I'll go and have a cigar at my local cigar lounge right across the street from where I live <laughs> and uh, and I'll have a diet coke with it and and that's part, that's another social circle of friends that I will definitely miss when I leave Sioux Falls um, we sit there and we put the world to rights and uh, and we blow smoke <laughs> You know, figuratively <laughs> as well as literally. <laughs> yeah. Well, my my wife's question for you then is, can we sublet your apartment? <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. And, and you know, a few people have asked me when you leave in town, and, and the answer is, I'm not exactly 100% sure because I do have a lease on the apartment mm -hmm. until the end of September, and uh, I'm expecting to be able to get out of that early. Um, if I can't get out of it early and they don't find a replacement for me, I'll be quite happy to stay on a little bit longer. But 
once that lease is up at the end of September, I will be gone. Wheels up. But I, I expect uh, I'll probably be gone um, mid-July. Yeah. Yeah. You will yeah. be missed, my friend. Well, thank you. Uh, I'm, I'm going to miss uh, this, uh, but uh, like you said, don't count you out. Yeah. All well, right. Who knows? We might even get one more in before you leave. You know, and, and, and hopefully, you know, I will be back at some yeah. point in the future to direct a show, and I'd love to we, sit down and visit with awesome. you when that happens. Because uh, uh, I'll still be here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the six bucks a week that this show makes, <laughs> it's keeping me going. <laughs> All right. Robin Byrne, always a pleasure, my friend. Thank oh. you so much, and uh, the best wishes to you. Uh, in what you have left uh, as your uh, director, executive director position that uh, you are fulfilling until the end of the season. Yeah. And then, of course, best wishes uh, for everything beyond that, my friend. Well, I appreciate it. Thank you so much. And, I, and just as a final parting shot, anyone who's listening to this, I'd just like to say, you know, I'd, the work I've done over the last two or three years um, I've been trying to do something for the future of community mm -hmm. theater in Sioux Falls. And I just hope that everybody out there who's already coming to our productions continues Jeez. to do so, yeah. continues to support the theater, even and, and, and encourages other people to come. And I, I would love it to be even more successful than it is now. Yeah. We'll work on it for you then. Thank you so All much. Right. Thanks, Robin. We'll be back with more of the Dave Holly Hour in just a moment. Hi, my name is Jesse Moffat, and I'm not a piano player. I'm a comic magician and hypnotist. I've been performing for over 20 years. I've performed at many events, corporate events, holiday parties, post-prom parties, graduation parties, state and county fairs, festivals, just about anything you can imagine. The funniest thing about the Magic Act is that I use a ton of audience participation, and that can make things really interesting. Put it down the front of your shirt. <laughs> So I'm not, my hand won't follow. The best thing about the hypnosis show is that the volunteers and their imaginations really make it a blast. <laughs> Holy crap, dude, did you see what you just did? You could do that possibly to girls. For booking information, go to Jesse Moffat Entertainment on Facebook. That's J-E-S-S-E-M-O-F-F-I-T-T. -S -S -E or call 605-929-0964. He's a bit flirtatious, but most of all, fun. Once again, here's Dave Hawley. Welcome back, everybody. You know what I say, yeah, and it's just so true. It's always a pleasure to bring you great creatives. The actors, the actresses, the directors, the executive directors, the musicians, the magicians. Whatever is part of arts and entertainment, the Sioux Empire, we try to cover it here. But what's always fun is having a new guest on and that is the case here with Samantha Hendricks. How are you? Wonderful, Dave. How are you? Uh, if I were any better, I'd be twins. <laughs> I figure I'd get twice as much done. And yeah. if I did that, then there'd be fewer headaches. <laughs> There's a joke in our show about how uh, my husband has got enough energy for two people. Oh, see? A running gag. A running gag? Oh, so it continues to run. I'm looking forward to it then because I have, uh, I have tickets for May 19th. Exciting. It yes. is starting to sell out. I think we have six completely sold I've out shows. That. Yeah, I, I did see some of the uh, posts. It's like, man, this is great because it's just so fun, uh, you know, because we have such great opportunity to see theater around mm -hmm. the Sioux Empire. You know, yes, we have the Premier Playhouse. 
Uh, but uh, within Sioux Falls yet then, of course, there's still Goodnight Theater Collective. There's Monstrous Little Theater. There's Broadcast Theater uh, and, and a few others. Uh, and then you've got Corson. And then you've got Old Town Dinner Theater at uh, Worthing and uh, just have become such great fans um, because I know that uh, John J. Bo loves to have farces as a part of the show. And so is, is that the same case this time around with Cotton and that? Correct, yes. Uh, this is British comedy farce. It is a fast-paced, hilarious, lots and lots of near misses. Near misses, I <laughs> yes. like that. I, I always remember when I think of near misses, I remember the old comedian uh, George Carlin said, why do they call it near miss? Why don't they call it a near hit? That would be more accurate, <laughs> yeah. But I'm, I'm guessing all the lines hit, though. We eventually come to a conclusion where you find out how everybody's going to handle the havoc that's been going on the whole show. All right, so what is the havoc? Give us a, a little bit of the plot line on this one. So I play uh, Barbara Smith. She is married to John Smith. He is a taxi driver in the London area, but he also is married to uh, Mary Smith across town. He's got two families, one in Stratum, one in Wimbledon, and uh, he's got a kid with each wife. So I am the mother of Gavin, 16 years old. Mary, who's played by Leslie Parker, is, um, she's got Vicky, who's 15 years old, and our children meet online in a chat room. <laughs> Early 2000s, kids are chatting oh, online. Yeah. And uh, they find out that their dads have a lot in common, so they wanted to kind of meet up and talk about their families. And then, of course, John has to avoid his family's colliding from that point on. <laughs> uh, a typical British farce. Yes. Very yeah, much. no doubt about that. That sounds uh, very enjoyable and entertaining. Uh, but, you know, Old Town is just so great anyway going down there. Um, what a fun atmosphere. How is that uh, atmosphere for you as an actor then? Well, I've had a great time. I think it is a wonderful little theater. Um, I haven't been acting in Sioux Falls for very long. I've actually started up acting after about a 13 year hiatus. I started with uh, A Christmas Carol at Premier Playhouse. Mm -hmm. um, rehearsal started last September. And then I had a bit of a break, um, went and joined Dinner Detectives. And now I'm with uh, Old Town and that is just such a fun atmosphere. A great uh, time being in a small cast for the first time in a really long time and getting to know everybody really well and getting to really dive into character, which I wasn't able to really do as much mm -hmm. um, in my last show. And so that's been really a good treat. All right, how do you like to dive into a character? What are the things that you bring to a character? Well, I think the most important thing is to think about what they want in that moment. What are they you know, aiming at? So um, I just try to figure out what, what is the outcome that they're hoping for? What are the obstacles that they're facing? and uh, try to just inform how I would deal with that, you know, if I were this person trying to get into their headspace as, as much as possible. Do you look forward to a note from a director? I actually love feedback. Okay. I know a lot of people get really nervous, um, <laughs> but I'm, you know, I'm fairly new to being back in this. And um, the last time I was uh, acting full-time. I was at Southwest Minnesota State. Mustang for life. Yep, both Mustangs here. And um, so I was used to getting a lot of feedback because that was for class mm -hmm. and, um, you know, from my professors. So I I still really love getting feedback. I love hearing what I could do better, how people interpreted what I did, kind of hearing um, a lot of perspectives. 
Now, when I talk to directors, they also love uh, when an actor comes up with their own thing for mm -hmm. a character. Have you been able to do that? I think so. I actually feel really well matched to the character that I was given for this particular show. Um, she's kind of, you know, sweet, motherly character, um, pretty even keel. So I felt a pretty natural affinity to Barbara in the first place. Um, she's not as frantic as a lot of characters are in, in farce. So I felt pretty at ease with her to begin with, and I was able to bring in kind of I feel like my tone as a mom, mm -hmm. as since I have three kids of my own, I have <laughs> certain things that I say as Barbara right. that I feel like just naturally kind of came out of my mouth that way because of who I am. <laughs> well, not only do you have three kids, but you also homeschool, correct? I do, yes. So what have you learned as a teacher that helps you on stage? You know, I think that one of the things I try to teach my kids just outside of the lesson book is that it is totally fine to fall on your face and make mistakes mm. and just keep trying new things until you find what works for you. And I think that really applies. What are you looking forward to in this particular production? You know, I just, I think it'll be really wonderful to see it all come together and, uh, and to see how well we all work together. I think it's been a really great uh, bonding experience for the for the cast, and I think it's really showing on stage that we understand our characters, that we understand each other and our, our uh, styles and how they mix together. And I think I'm just looking forward to seeing the whole picture. Now, you had said that you had the 13-year hiatus. I'm, I'm assuming that's child-related yes. uh, with, with three of them and so forth. Did you have a bad itch during that time going, oh, man, I was I was dying to do something. I wasn't sure what it was. I was like, you know, I really, I could use a community. I could use um, a creative outlet. And then I kind of saw some opportunities coming up and my husband was getting um, into a good space and work where that was gonna work for our schedule. Mm -hmm. Kids are a bit older. So I was like, yeah, I'm just gonna go for it. And that has been the best thing ever for me. The community's wonderful. Well, sidebar, tell your husband that uh, I am planning to have a uh, Entertainers uh, and Arts Widows <laughs> podcast sometime. Uh, get to all the glad. people that, uh, yeah, all, all the people that sit back and are great supportive cast members by letting you do your thing, letting me do my thing, and, and so forth. So let him know that. I will. He will be very glad. Because <laughs> it, it does take a, a, a great, a significant other to be able to go out um, and, and do the things that you want to do as a creative. And uh, so we want to salute them too, because it, you know, there's, there's time involved. You know, for me, it's not bad. I interview a few people on a, a Monday afternoon or evening, and then Wednesday night I'll edit it and have the show out on Thursday. Uh, but uh, still, you know, that's a little bit of time. But when you're in rehearsals, you know, like uh, with Old Town, uh, how many nights a week is that right now? So we rehearse Sunday through Thursday, five nights a mm -hmm. week. Um, usually we're there from about 6.30 to 9, sometimes a little longer if we need to work through th through a few things. But, yeah, he's he's wonderful. He gets the kids dinner. You know, he picks up the kids <laughs> for practice. He does the bedtime routine and some chores, and he has just been fantastic. That's excellent. I love hearing that. Uh, but uh, in terms of you being on stage then, um, you, you've already told us what you're looking forward to out of this production and uh, a bit about your character and so forth, but uh, what are you uh, hoping happens for the rest of the career 
of Samantha Hendricks as an actress? Well, I came in partway through uh, this past season. This will be mm -hmm. my first um, full season being available for the Sioux Falls theater scene. So I'm just really looking forward to seeing what, what productions are coming up, how I might be able to fit in to some of those. I've made a ton of friends. So I feel like anywhere that I can get cast, I'm going to be surrounded by wonderful people that I know well. And I'm just looking forward to seeing how I can collaborate. Well, you know, that's the other thing. You know, we, we joked a little bit about uh, the uh, theater widows and so forth. But you do end up with another family. Oh, absolutely. You know, maybe for a short period of time. But uh, everybody I always talk to, basically anybody you've ever been on stage with, you're still going to have that as a family person down the road. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And uh, so that that's always a heartwarming part of, you know, what you get out of it and, and so forth. But is there a particular uh, play that you would like to be in or a particular role that you desire? You know, I'm not totally sure. I have had, like, there's certain ones that I would have loved to do at, at one point. Like, I always wanted to be Christine Daae in mm -hmm. Phantom of the Opera and things like that. Those dream roles that you never right. think you're actually going to see. I'm a little too old for that at this point. But <laughs> I might have to start thinking about some new dream roles because a lot of mine were, were from when I was studying. So. All right. And uh, so you've got a lot ahead of you yet, though. Uh, I sure hope so. Yeah, because yeah. there's so much going on. And, you know, that's the thing is, uh, you know, obviously you're, you're fitting in well at uh, Old Town. Uh, you also have been uh, with Premier Playhouse. Yeah. Uh, but there's so many opportunities now versus, you know, 10, 15 years ago even. And I so that has to be a plus as you look at, at, at it for a, I got to perform. I, I want to be doing something. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I have auditioned a few times in Corson. I hope to find a spot there soon. Um, I would love to work with Brian, of course. Oh, and then um, he's wonderful. I've auditioned for um, Monstrous, and um, I have not gotten to for Good Night yet uh, or Broad. Broadly? Broadcast? Broadcast. Yeah. yeah, sorry, I forgot the name. Um, they are wonderful. Um, but I have not had a chance to audition there. So I have a lot of people that I really want to touch yeah. base with and try to to get in touch with and, and build those relationships still. What got you into acting in the first place? Um, you know, I lived in Pipestone, Minnesota. That's where I'm from. Mm -hmm. And, uh, well, I moved there when I was in elementary school and I was kind of looking for something to do to make some friends and, and have something to do. And Pipestone is not exactly the entertainment capital of the world. No, but they do have some good people there. We do have some good yeah. people. Jesse Moffat is a very good friend. Yeah. yeah, and so we we had a theater downtown, just straight down the road from my I house. I performed there. And, it's a lovely uh, place. Such a great theater. Yeah. It's such a great building too. And so my parents were like, "Yeah, you want to try this out?" And I was like, "Yeah, let's give it a go." So I marched myself down Main Street and <laughs> go try to audition. And they're like, "Of course, we would love to have you." And that just sort of set off a whole chain reaction. And I was in every show that I was available to uh, to do. I think two a year. All uh -huh. during elementary up to, I think, you age out around 14. And then um, did a couple of productions here and there for a few other organizations. And then I went to school and studied uh, literature, creative writing, and theater at Southwest Minnesota State and continued acting there. That's wonderful. And you're continuing now after a little hiatus of 13 <laughs> years. You know, that's, that's kind of a lengthy hiatus, though. It is. I have... Were you uh, have uh, you know, some trepidation about getting back into it? I think it, I was a little nervous about the actual audition process because mm -hmm. it wasn't, you know, we were singing 
for a Christmas carol. And while I can sing, it's not as strong as my acting skills. So I was uh, a little scared of that part. But actually getting back into the theater, I just couldn't wait. What did you learn in college about acting that uh, helps you now at this stage? You know, because we, we have a lot of people that get involved in theater that did not necessarily have gone uh, to a university f to study it um, that, you know, always seem to be just right up there as well. So what is it about the, uh, the college experience in theater that helps you now? You know, I think I learned a lot about different styles of theater um, in college and learned a lot of different um, tri tricks and techniques and things. But I think what I learned most of all was probably through um, being involved with improv and, and different workshop classes. You just learn how to think on your feet mm -hmm. and you learn how to collaborate with other people and listen to good ideas and sort through, you know, how you can make each other better and I think that you know it's just the collaborative environment of studying in that way that was really helpful yeah and and I know that uh, right now with uh, who you are on stage with Leslie Parker uh, is a tremendous talent and then there's some guy Aaron Sharp or something. oh he's wonderful they are so <laughs> great and yeah. I know you met Ezra yes yes I've had Ezra on uh, and mm -hmm. Ezra's fantastic man I tell you what uh, you know I have seen that young man in, in a few uh, productions uh, but you know, he's one of those, he comes on stage, you go, Oh yeah, it's Ezra. And then all of a sudden you're sucked into the character that he is. And that, that's a great talent. You know, a, a lot of people, tremendous. you know, because even, even when you take a look at, you know, superstars on film and so forth, sometimes you like him because they're that particular actor, they're that name. Uh, and you don't necessarily get pulled into who the character is. Um, and I know that he has just a, an incredible regiment of how he goes about getting into a character. What does yours include? You know, I would like to say that I have this grand method and that I'm super, uh, <laughs> super good at what I do. But I just sort of, um, I'm naturally a pretty empathetic person. And I think that I just kind of think about what I would be if I was this person or or um, you know how I re would respond if I was coming from these life experiences. Mm -hmm. So it's no great secret. I have no amazing like method that I can pull <laughs> to. It's just kind of kind of winging it a little bit. Honestly, yeah. I don't have anything that I'm really really solidly uh, in the camp of having. How are you at memorizing lines? Thankfully, good at that. <laughs> oh, you're lucky. See, that's why I did improv for twenty years. <laughs> I can't memorize anything anymore. Well, I've got my lines down now. Okay. I am meeting Off with work. Aaron Sharp a little bit later today because we're going to uh -huh. polish up a couple of scenes between the two of us because he, being the consummate professional that he is, oh. texted me today and said, hey, I want to work on this before rehearsal. <laughs> so. You know, I, I sent him a congratulatory note after Lombardi. I said, man, what a great job. And he goes, oh, come back. Give me a second chance. I really wasn't. <laughs> it's like, wow. Talk he about being hard on yourself. He doesn't know how good he is, does no, he? No, you know, it, but, you know, I, I find that uh, that one of the greatest things, you know, we talked a little bit earlier about, you know, the different companies you can be in, but also the different places, the different venues and so forth. But we have such a vast amount of talent in this community. And, and you're yet another piece of that now. 
Well, thank you. It is humbling to see these people work. It is amazing. Yeah. And uh, what is it that you, when you are around people that uh, have been in uh, Premier Playhouse, they've been at Corson, they've been at Old Town, uh, maybe they've been at Monstrous or something along that line. What types of things do you pick up from them? Um, well, I think everybody's got such a different mm -hmm. approach to it. I just kind of try to um, glean what I can, what I can pick up from different people. I was talking to the lovely, talented Marisa Moser. Oh. Moser. Uh, talking a little bit about Heart some, rub. she's she's gorgeous, isn't she? <laughs> it's a little ridiculous. She looks that good in person too. It's it's crazy, but she she and I were talking at uh, the wedding this weekend about some things that I was um, trying to figure out how to do for my current show, mm -hmm. and she just has the best advice. You just can learn so much from every single person. They've all got their own process and their own their own things that they bring to the table. Yeah, pick up a little nugget here and there. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so when you are not part of the arts and entertainment scene, what do you like to be entertained by? You know, I love a good drama. Mm -hmm. I uh, I haven't seen as many of those around here because I know that dramas are harder to sell. It's a little trickier yeah. to sell those seats because people love to laugh. I adore comedy, but I just I get sucked into a good drama. Did you see Blood Brothers by any chance? I did. That was... <gasps> I actually went to that show because I was going to be working with a lot of that um, mm -hmm. particular group in A Christmas Carol. Right. So I went and I wanted to see what they were, you know, who I was stepping into the role with. And I was like, why are they letting me act with these people? They're incredible. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I was just blown away by that one. It was so good. Yeah, uh, and, and I, I've told this to a lot of the cast members that were in that. But, um, you know, after the show was over, so first of all, most of the audience sat for a moment after the curtain call and were finding Kleenex and so forth. And I'm, I'm just sitting there. It was one of those, not the shoulder shake sob out loud type thing, but where the tears just naturally rolled down off your cheek and so forth. And so then uh, we went out uh, to greet a lot of the cast members. Uh, and Marisa happened to be the first one that I see. Um, and then all the others are still crying as cast members mm -hmm. it was such an emotional production that they put on did you go to the final show i did that's the one i that's was the one you were at too. i was like the, that curtain call process especially yeah. the final show is always so emotional you're just yep. you know kind of reliving what you just did and realizing that it's over for now and that just is a lot of emotion it's just kind of a natural yeah, process. Yeah, man, just such a powerful, powerful that script. That show too. was incredible. And yeah. Robin, of course, did a fantastic yep. job. Wonderful. That was the first time I was introduced to his work, so that was really powerful, too. Yeah, he's quite a guy. We're going to miss him. There's no doubt about oh, that. Oh, no doubt. And I was so lucky to see him. Give him a quick hug on his yep. way out of the interview. <laughs> uh, by the way, uh, speaking of uh, uh, Premier Playhouse mm -hmm. and just all the, all the uh, theaters that we mentioned and so forth, What's coming up for you after this? Anything on the uh, horizon? You know, I don't know um, what is coming up for all of the shows. I haven't heard for premiere. Maybe it's out there and I just haven't noticed yet. But I haven't seen the announcement for that yet. But I intend to keep auditioning there. Um, also in Corson, I'm hoping to make uh, an appearance there Brian in this next season. Yeah, Brian, her. make that Brian happen. Cast her. <laughs> That's subliminal messaging. <laughs> and uh, um, so I'm really hoping to work with them at some point. I would love, of course, to be uh, involved with Old Town again. But I haven't seen a lot of the, the lineups coming mm -hmm. for the next season, so I'm not sure where I can fit. But for the summer, I'm going to take a break and uh, 
travel with my family a little bit here and there and oh, then i'll come back i am planning if they'll have me to be back involved with uh, christmas carol again mm-hmm. so that would start in september i presume wow yeah all the all the time that goes into it again yeah it takes a while but it is fantastic. all right so uh beyond uh, the entertainment aspect then what do you like to be entertained by and so forth but uh any other hobbies um, you know, I I mostly just have time to homeschool those yeah. kids and uh, take care of my house and my husband and and uh, just barely squeak out enough to, <laughs> to go to rehearsal. So I am I am very lucky that I was able to memorize lines so quickly because I am not fantastic at making time outside of actual rehearsal because that's about all I can fit into my day. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, we look forward to it again. That uh, my wife and I and Bob Nelson. We're taking the oh, legend. I'm so excited to yeah, see Bob. We're, we're taking the legend to that on uh, the 19th of May. So looking well, we forward are, to it. We are so excited to see you there. Yeah. And of course, we'll, we'll be happy to uh, come out and say hi after the show. And and hoping I finally win a prize too on the drawing. <laughs> I'll, I'll rig it for you best All I right. can. I, I don't know how to it. do that. <laughs> uh, John Bo, I want to win. <laughs> All right. Samantha Hendricks, thank you so much. Appreciate your time. And thanks thank for being you. on the Dave thanks Holly for Hour. Me. Oh, it's been a pleasure. Thank you. And we'll be back to wrap up the Dave Holly Hour in just a moment. Ladies, when it's time to give your nails some love, get that extra special treatment from Quality Nails on South Minnesota Avenue in Sioux Falls. Manicures and pedicures that look great and make you feel fantastic. Zaya and Tony provide professional care for your hands and feet, whether you just want the basics or an extra special look with added flair. Oh, and guys, it's okay to treat yourself too. Quality Nails, call for an appointment, 605-334-1463. Your time's up. All right, thank you once again to those great guests, Robin Byrne and Samantha Hendricks. Thanks to the man who put the R&R wine bar and kitchen, Ricardo Terravelsi, where we recorded this week's conversations. For all you regular listeners and those that have just latched on to the show, all I can say is, wow, big, big week in the downloads and subscriptions. Thank you, you social media monsters. Don't forget you can learn more about the show as well. As listen to all 127 episodes online at www.davehollyhour.com where you can contribute to the show by buying me a cup of coffee. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram as well. You know what, uh, for this uh, next few days, some of the Dave Holly Hour unpaid staff will be heading to the Dakota Academy of Performing Arts production of Wizard of Oz tonight at the Orpheum. Friday night, the ruggedly handsome trivia host makes a triumphant return to the Sky Lounge and Tea. And then Sunday, we'll be taking in brunch at Granite City, where the original friend of the show and a beautiful human, Elizabeth Hunstead, is going to be playing and entertaining. All right. Find something that interests you in the arts and entertainment world and take it in, soak it up for the weekend. As Arts South Dakota says, home is where the art is. As I say, you can't have heart without art. Remember, my name is Dave Holly, and for me, every day is a holiday. The Dave Holly Hour has been brought to you by the Sky Lounge and Tea, XL Chiropractic, Quality Nails, Ale Hop Brewery Tours, and Jesse Moppet Entertainment. If you would like to contribute to the continued success of this podcast, go to DaveHollyHour.com. 
At the bottom of the front page is the additional links section. Click on the orange button, Dave Holly on Linktree. You can order merchandise, become a Dave Holly Hour VIP, and make contributions to the show. The Dave Holly Hour is produced in the Dipsy Doodle Studios by Big D Entertainment. Thanks for listening.